Hello and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you're gonna find in the woods. I am Shazney. And I'm Sandy. Cue Happy Easter, music. everyone. Oh. oh, we're on two different planes right now. I mean, I don't know. Easter can be pretty <laughs> epic. There's like some coming back to life. I guess so. Zombie Jesus. Zombie Jesus. But yes, happy Easter. You gotta post the zombie Jesus meme. I'm pretty sure we talked about that on a different pod. Probably. Hmm. Um, how was your week? Um, okay, so... <laughs> I start... I worked five days, like, at the at our old high school this mm-hmm. week. So that was fun. And the whole time I was thinking about, like, us in high school and how, like, times were simpler. and <laughs> Times will simper simpler and, seeing... and emo bands were truly emo and angsty. Not anymore, though. No, kids like country music now. Do like, they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. See, I don't know. <laughs> um, kids that look like they wouldn't like country music like country music. And I was like, what? Ugh. <laughs> Like, hearing about all these teenagers' problems and, like, everything, I'm like, man, I used to have problems like that, too. <laughs> that was such a simple time. Now I have really big problems <laughs> yeah. that I can't solve. Like, then I grew up and grew out of those problems, because those are my new, to now I have even worse problems. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> it, it just gets worse from there, okay? Yeah. Sorry to break it to you. Mm-hmm. I, I did get to listen to an audiobook, though, so that was nice. It was a book by Nikki Six. Most people would know him as the bassist from Motley Crue. Yes. <laughs> you know, the new movie, The Dirt. And, uh, oh, it was The Heroin Diaries. So it's his book about his drug problems back in the day. And, I like... I, I did watch it or listen to it because I watched The Dirt last week or whenever it came out. and But it reminded me that like I used to listen to Nikki Six's other band, 6AM. Okay. And I knew that it was a accompan- accompaniment to the Heron Diaries book. And I was like, oh, I should listen to the book because like I li- used to listen to the music for the book. So why not listen to the book? Yeah. And I also... Google was giving me like ten dollars towards an audiobook, and it's a really nice. expe- expensive audiobook. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna use it towards this book. And I support yeah, it. It was eleven hours of greatness because awesome. for some reason I really like to hear about sad rock stars. Hey, it's whatever, whatever your aesthetic is. <laughs> yeah. So now moving on to a book called My Daughter Amy. It's about Amy Winehouse, and it's written by her father. So, mm-hmm. yep, nice. That's exciting. Yeah. That's pretty much all for this week, I think. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, school was fun. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you had fun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Teenagers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, I... My week feels so long. Just been working... And I am also listening to an audiobook, though I'm listening to Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Yes. How's it? I love it. I enjoy it more than I liked The Shining. Ah, interesting. 
I should listen to it as well. Yeah, What's I, it on? I'm listening to it on Audible. Oh, okay. I don't but have Audible. <laughs> it's on Overdrive and oh, sweet. Cloud Library. I don't know if it's on Hoopla, but it might be. Yeah, I just, I got, I returned like four audiobooks, so I had four credits. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just use these. So, yeah, I got Pet Cemetery. My sister's going to go see the movie tonight, and she's going to tell me how it is, so... Oh, if it's I'm good, sorry. let's go see it together. Okay. Okay. I feel like there was something else I had. Oh, yeah, I took Loki to the vet. He did so well. He didn't even flinch when he got his shots. Good Loki. Good boy. We gave him treats. He was... He, I mean, he was scared. When yeah. I opened the door, he, like, looked inside, and he started, like, whimpering and trying mm-hmm. to run away. And Poor I was like, baby. sorry, but... <laughs> was it the first time you've taken him? Like, since you've had him? Yeah. Uh, like... It was, we took him, or I took him, it was just me, well, me and my mom, took him to the vet that his previous owners took him to, so oh, that's probably okay. why he, like, he recognized it and was scared, and then the lady there, she's like, alright, we have to weigh him, but he kept, like, running off the scale, yeah. like, he was so scared, but we, we managed. Mm-hmm. Good boy. Good Loki. <laughs> good boy. Sleepy boy. Are you done school now? No, I have one more exam on Monday. Ah, you'll do fine. And then you're all done. And then I'm all done. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Relieving, but I'm also scared. But, yeah, anyway, I'll tell you after we're finished recording. Okay. Okay. All right. Top secret information. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Find out next time on the woods. I'm kidding. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe um, someday. You, you just gotta stay tuned. Please. <laughs> email us. If you really want to know, email us. Yeah. Oh I may or may not tell you. Ooh. Depends on who you are. Yeah. Leave a review. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Whoever um, leaves the nicest yeah. review might get to know. Maybe. <laughs> What's, oh, yes, it's Easter. I'm like, what's happening? It's Easter, so we have... Well, are they Easter-themed? Kind of, sort of. Not really. <laughs> Very vaguely. But whatever. This is what happens when I think of Easter, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> is it? That's so frightening. Every time I think of Easter, I think of that one great Easter when it was on April Fool's Day. Oh my gosh. And all those, like, Jesus coming back to life memes. Jesus is dead. April Fool's. so funny. I decided, I decided, like, two years ago that I no longer celebrate Easter because I was just, like, my, my celebrating Easter as a kid was, I think... I did an Easter hunt once with, like, my extended family, and most of the time it was just waking up and getting a whole basket of candy in the morning for my mom and my dad. I'm sure he helped, but my mom. Because <laughs> she listens to this podcast, my dad doesn't, so, like, ugh, rude. <laughs> my mom gave me so much candy, man. She was the best. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so sometimes we got candy. And then, oh, I did get the Aristocrats for Easter one year. Oh, nice. Aristocats. Yeah, Aristocats. Yeah, the movie, the Disney movie, which I love so much, but anyway. Yeah, and then it would be like, we were normally at the lake, and we would do like a supper at on Sunday at, with my like 
grandparents and stuff and extended family but we don't really do that anymore so now I'm like meh Easter is meaningless to me because I am not religious whatsoever so you know like I grew up very religiously but Easter never had a religious connotation to me really ever like for like like the village town ish thing that place that my mom is from like yeah they do a lot of really religious things but like for me it was always like my parents would take my siblings and I to an Easter egg hunt which I loved oh god the thrill Mm -hmm. of finding eggs and like um we'd make like traditional Mexican like Easter food but to me it was just like oh just family getting together for like I don't know a barbecue in the park kind of thing so like when Mm -hmm. I thought of Easter I never thought of like Jesus has come has risen (laughs) like of course I knew that because you know again I was raised religiously and I Uh like was really active in church but yeah when I thought of Easter I'm just like Ooh, fun day. Candy, jelly beans, food. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's just, it has just come with being an adult that, like, for myself, mm-hmm. an adult and not, like, doing anything for it anymore. But I'm like, meh, whatever. I don't care about it. Kind of same with Christmas. Like, I'm like, meh. I'd rather take a trip somewhere warm. <laughs> that's fair. For me, Christmas, I guess, I don't know, is more important. But, but that's more of, like, a, a family and, like, heritage thing. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, Easter, yeah, ever since I grew up and don't go on Easter egg hunts anymore, it's pretty... Another thing about Easter is like, that it's a stat that you can actually work and make big bucks on. Yeah, that's what I did today. Yeah. I could have, but I didn't want to. I mean, I didn't want to either, but they didn't give me a choice. <laughs> Someone like, asked me to, and I was like, no, You're like, ill. I haven't showered in a week, no thanks. <laughs> I smell like teen eggs. I smell like teen like, spirit. I showered right before I came over to your house, and it's already 10 o'clock at night. I mean, so you didn't have to, honestly. I thought about it, but I was like, oh, I'm going to have to shower in the morning anyway, because I work my other job, so whatever. Yeah, so welcome to this episode. It is about... Um, <laughs> Well, it's about Easter, Easter sort of. Not ish, really. Not really at all. It's a stretch, but we're going to make it happen. I hope you enjoy. Sandy, what do you got for us? <clears throat> In 1904. I'm just going right into it. <laughs> Sorry. It's supposed to be Virginia, but I wrote virgin. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, an asylum near Clifton, Virginia was shut down after a petition put on by the residents of Fairfax County, uh, yeah, to shut the asylum down. So these residents were like, that's an eyesore. We don't want that. (laughs) Get rid of it. Uh, So I guess the government was like, all right. And the inmates of said asylum were being transferred to a new facility. Uh, There were 15 buses transferring all of these inmates. However, one of them crashed. Uh, Most of the passengers and the driver died on impact, but 10 inmates managed to escape. Later, only nine were found. So during this time, local residents began to find hundreds of skinned and half-eating carcasses of rabbits hanging in the trees and in the woods. After this, another search was ordered and the police found the remains of Marcus Walster, 
uh, left in the same position of that all of the other skinned half-eating rabbits were left either in a tree or under a bridge. I'm terrified. Yeah. So this bridge uh, is now known as the Bunnyman Bridge. Mm, okay. So the the police named Douglas J. Griffin of the like the missing inmate as the su- their suspect, and they gave him the nickname, the Bunny Man. Do you think he's friends with the Goat Man? Ooh. On that other bridge. Well, Virginia and Maryland are kind of close together. Is it in Maryland? The Goat Man? Yeah. The bridge? Like the Goat Man Bridge? I believe so. Isn't that a... Am I thinking of two different things? I don't know. Maybe. the same thing. I don't know. email us. (laughs) I forget. Uh, After a while, officials were finally able to find the Bunny Man. Great. He tried to escape. When the police apprehended him at the overpass, and he almost got away, if it wasn't for the fact that he was hit by a train in the original <laughs> spot where the bus had crashed. What? So apparently, after the train passed, the police heard laughing. Ooh. What? Auspicious. Yeah, so later on, it was found out that Douglas had been institutionalized. Oh, this is about Easter. Institutionalized for killing his family on Easter Sunday. I totally forgot oh about that. Oh my gosh. See, we told it you. It is Easter themes. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> after the bunny man's death, there are said to be carcasses like. Wait, hold on. Let me reread this. There are said to be carcasses. Found hanging on the overpass and from the trees the closer it gets to Halloween. It doesn't say what the carcasses were of, but we can only suspect. Were they bunnies? Were they humans? I don't know. Uh, mm. Also, a figure was reportedly seen by pedestrians making their way through the one-lane bridge tunnel. Um, so for those of you who don't know, there is no proof that any of this happened. There was never an insane asylum in Fairfax County, and the Lorton Prison didn't come into existence until 1910, and it wasn't even part of the Virginia Correction System, but a District of Columbia Correction System. Also, there are no records to show the existence of a Douglas J. Griffin. So, this leads to the question, where did this legend come from? Okay, so, I see that you got more there, but this reminded me of an Easter story when I was a kid. Oh, tell me. So, when I was in, like, either preschool or kindergarten, we, our, like, parents would come in and do, like, volunteer sometimes, and mm-hmm. this was the Easter day. This was when we were having a big Easter hunt and all that around the school. So, for some reason, my class left, and my mom had volunteered that day, and she was left behind in the class, like, clean up, I'm assuming. But when we came back... She told everybody that she's seen the Easter bunny. Actually, you know what? She was probably putting around the Easter eggs. That's probably what she was supposed to do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she was like, yeah, I've seen the Easter bunny. I, I, I just seen the tough of his tail jump out the door. And I thought this was real because I'm a kid and my mom mm-hmm. told me that like at school. And But what if she did see an Easter bunny, but it was actually this man? Like, Mom... You should be scared. Why was he here from Virginia? Who knows? You know what? Al Capone was here in in Saskatchewan. It's been proven now. I mean, I guess, but... Why would the most notorious gangster ever be in Saskatchewan, huh? Because he was a bootlegger. Well, maybe the bunny was (laughs) trying to find children at my elementary school. Alright, so he can skin you alive? Sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, man, you never know. My mom probably fought him off. <laughs> Email us. <laughs> Let me know, mom. <laughs> I, I have a lot of childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> because of this. <laughs> I remember one time in grade one, this was the first time I'd ever heard of an Easter bunny. Because, like, that's not a Mexican thing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, oh, the Easter bunny's gonna come and leave you candy. And I was like, what? Like, you're telling me a bunny's gonna come <laughs> and leave me candy. But anyway, I was hesitant. I was like, you know what, all right. Like, I'll keep an open mind. But, I don't know, this sounds kind of fishy. Like, this isn't, like, this seems like a knockoff Santa Claus type <laughs> thing. So, anyway. So, like, we leave for recess. We come back and my teacher's like, oh, the, um... The Easter Bunny left candy for you. And I was like, okay, well, this is a nice star. We got candy. So she pulls out this brown paper bag full of, like, jelly beans. But they're all, like, loose jelly beans. And she gives us each a handful. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then, like, they were all gross. And I was like, this fucking Easter Bunny, I hate him. And I hate this. So that was my (laughs) first encounter with Easter Bunny. Wasn't it Mini Eggs Cadbury had that bunny for their advertisement but the bunny laid eggs and it it balked like a chicken oh yeah i'm pretty sure as a kid i thought chickens are uh, bunnies balked like chickens like stop messing with children's minds okay <laughs> i remember the time i asked my mom and my grandma if cows laid eggs exactly well i mean i like we would always drive past this field of cows and i saw some laying down and i didn't know that cows could lay down so in my mind i was like oh they must lay eggs so i was like mom grandma do cows lay eggs and they laughed in my face and i was like i am serious and they're like what no why would you think that i'm like look they're laying down and then they laughed even harder they're like cows need to rest too as a kid they, they were taught us in school that, like, that chickens have sex. Okay? So... Well, I mean, they don't. Just... Just wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, you tell me. I'm scared. <laughs> so, my whole... Until I was about the age of 18, because that's when I met the person who told me this, I thought that... You know, the mama chicken laid the an egg, and when the daddy chicken came and fertilized it, and then it made a chick baby chicken somehow. Wait, are you serious? I'm not joking. Until you were 18? Just wait. Because I never looked it up. Like, why would I care? This I mean, is what they told t- us in school. I'm serious. Grade 5, they told us this shit. In kindergarten, we grew freaking egg, egg baby <laughs> chicks in our classroom. Anyway, so this is what they told us. So when I was 18, I met a girl who was my roommate, and she actually was from a farm, and she, like, I'd forget if I asked her if she was started talking about chickens or something like that, because they had chickens and, like, eggs and stuff, and then, like, I found out that chickens have sex, and apparently it's very violent. I mean, I just kind of assumed that once you got older, you were like, hey, that sounds wrong. I will, I think because I associated with fish, because fish lay eggs. They mm-hmm. don't, fish don't have sex. At least I don't think they do. <laughs> if you know, email us. <laughs> can name this episode, Do Fish Have Sex? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. 
Okay. We have gone really <gasps> off topic. Easter. Easter. Easter's <laughs> about eggs. Probably sex. Who knows? <laughs> Everything about Jesus has to do with <laughs> actually the complete opposite I never went to church as a kid I think it shows (laughs) you're still with us (laughs) moving on to the origin of this urban legend okay that has nothing to do with what we just talked about (laughs) I'm in tears but okay continue Brian A. Conley, a Fairfax County Public Library historian, what a title, uh, he has researched the Bunny Man legend for many, many moons, and he was able to find actual events that happened featuring a man in a rabbit costume. So the first Bunny Man incident happened on October 19th, 1970. Uh, Air Force Cadet Robert Bennett and his fiance were visiting relatives. Um, around midnight, they were returning home from a football game and reportedly parked their car in a field to visit an uncle who lived across the street from where, like, the field where they parked the car. So they sat there in, like, their seats, whatever, with the car turned on, and they saw something moving outside the rear window. Uh, so then... <laughs> The front passenger window was smashed by a man wearing a white bunny suit with long bunny ears. The man screamed at them, claiming that they were on private property. Like any normal humans, the couple drove away, but later on they discovered a hatchet on the floor of their car. Oh my gosh. So the second incident happened in that same month, but it happened ten days later. So a construction security guard named Paul Phillips went up to this guy standing on a porch of an unfinished home. Paul said that the man was wearing a gray, black, and white bunny suit and looked to be about 20 years old. This man was chopping at a porch post with an axe saying, You are trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop off your head. Oh my god. Uh, The Fairfax County Police did look into both incidents, but the cases were closed due to lack of evidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, After the two sightings, people kept calling into the police saying that they had seen the bunny man. And some newspapers actually reported that the bunny man had eaten a cat. (laughs) What? Like a runaway cat. Uh Like, oh, the bunny man ate it. I don't know where they got that from, but... Were these all in Virginia still? Yeah, this was... In the area? Yeah. Okay. And this was in the 70s. Okay. So, um, there's a theory of, like, how this legend kind of evolved. So there's a theory that the story is linked to the murder of Eva Roy. Eva Roy was a 14-year-old girl in uh 1918 yeah and she was beaten to death and hanged near the bunny man bridge the prime suspect was an escaped mental patient from the lorton prison however he was proven to be innocent Hmm. so they think that like this story of eva roy's murder and the bunny man incident in the 70s kind of somehow interconnected and formed this urban legend yeah So there are other versions of this story. Uh, One is that a teenager one day just decided to put on a white bunny suit and kill his whole family. (laughs) After that, he hanged himself on the overpass and his spirit now haunts the bunny man bridge and haunts anyone who is unlucky enough to see him. 
Another version claims that in 1943, three teenagers were found hanging dead from the bridge with, a bu- with the bunny man's note attached to their feet. The note read, you'll never find me no matter how hard you try. Signed, the bunny man. Uh, then in 2001, six, six local students found mutilated rabbit parts in the woods and heard noises and saw figures moving around in the woods. They probably did it. Um, <laughs> so there have been movies made that are centered around the Bunny Man. Uh, the Bunny Man trilogy, for example. The Bunny mm-hmm. Man trilogy consists of the Bunny Man Massacre, Bunny Man 2, and Bunny Man Vengeance. However, the only mm. thing that these movies take from the legend is a killer in a bunny costume. <laughs> Other than that, there are no similarities. A little weird. Um, also, there is a short film on YouTube. It's like 20 minutes long. It's called Nightmare at Bunny Man Bridge. Ooh. I watched it. Watch it if you have time to kill and absolutely nothing else to do because it is not that great uh the acting is super funny though i'll give it that (laughs) is it like how short is it 20 minutes oh that's not bad yeah so watch it yeah let us know if you watch it yeah send us an email we we can compare notes Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that's my story on the bunny man which mentioned easter once (laughs) but it's bunny so it's totally related i know exactly yep Mm mm-hmm so we talked about the possibility of doing uh, Easter episode like quite a while ago, and you said like, "Oh, I wanted to talk about the Bunny Man," but I was wondering like, how did you know about it? Did you not know about it, the Bunny Man? Yeah. Like, I think I only know about it because of the movies. Like, I've seen the imagery before. Okay, but, but did you story. know? You never knew the story. No. I heard. Oh, where did I hear about it? I, because we used to watch this one YouTuber named. Rob Gavigan and he did mm-hmm. a video with this other horror YouTuber. I forget her name to save my life. But then, so then I started watching her videos and she did one on the Bunny Man. And I was scared shitless. I'm like, this is terrifying. And then, like, in the middle, she's like, nothing happened. Like, this didn't exist. Yeah. So I was like, that's super interesting. I don't know. I guess I just assumed. Like, it was a popular thing that everyone talked about, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Okay. Like, but that's how I knew about it. Oh, so you didn't know about it before? No. Okay, I thought maybe you knew it because Maryland or something. Mm. No. Yeah. I didn't really know about it either. Um, yeah, but good story. Thank like, you. scary as hell. It reminds you of, like, the hook hand killer <laughs> and stuff like that. Just because it's in the woods. Car hook door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, urban legends are always good. Uh, I agree. It totally happened for reals, though. I know. Well, I went to a school that had a field with a bunch of gophers in it, and, like, one time there was a bunch of dead gophers hanging from the other elementary school, like the Catholic school. Those so, Catholics. Right? Damn. Like, across the field, there was a bunch of dead gophers everywhere You gophers can burn in hell. No. So, uh, yeah, no, I totally believe it. It totally happened. It happened at my school, actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, my story's worse. <laughs> I am so ready for this. Do you know about it? Yes. Well, vaguely. I know the person, I know what happened, and I know why. That's it. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have stuff to add to it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Okay. So, listeners, 
Imagine, after months of anticipating the birth of your new baby, the day has come! Yay! Well, yeah. <laughs> You go into labor, endure the pain that is childbirth, Ugh. and the nurses finally pass over your new little baby, your bundle of joy. Uh. You look down to gaze into its beautiful eyes. Sadie's freaking out. I am so excited. I'm waiting for the reveal because I know what it is and I'm so excited. And instead, you're met with a horrific sight. Because you find yourself holding a rabbit. I mean, rabbits aren't gonna, like, hate you later on in life, kids. That's true. It would be like having, like, a pet rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're being exactly I was gonna that. say a dog, but they're nothing like dogs, so never mind. It'd be like a rabbit. So, yeah, this really happened once upon a time. Well, supposedly. So, on September 27th of 1726, a 24 or 25, depends where you read, year-old woman named Mary Toft gave birth to rabbits. Oh, gross. Many rabbits. Like, Lots of rabbits. Gross, gross. Yeah. Mary was a peasant lady who married Joshua Toft. 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 <laughs> okay. Toft, a journeyman clother. He makes clothes. They had three children together, and once... And once? I don't know why I said and once. <laughs> and one day. <laughs> yeah, I must that. And uh, Mary became pregnant again. On September 26th, Mary went into labor, in which her neighbor, Mary Gill, oh, same first names, must be best buds. <laughs> Mary Gill came over because Mary was, Mary Toft was freaking out because she was in labor, and Mary Gill witnessed the birth. Mary Toft hovered over a bucket and gave birth. <laughs> I'm just gagging. Oh, gross. When Gil glanced into the bucket, expecting to see a baby child within, only to be surprised by the same horrific sight that you've seen when you gave birth to a rabbit. <laughs> she gets it. She understands the feeling. Gil rushed to find a relative who was a midwife and described what she had seen. The baby was nothing more than a pile of rotten, jumbled-up animal parts. Rotten, yes. Rotten away. The woman sent it away to be examined. The woman. The woman. Like, multiple. The woman. <laughs> sent it away to be examined by a surgeon, John Howard, who had delivered many babies in his 30 years of experience. But I bet he'd never delivered a rabbit. No, not yet. <laughs> in the bucket had, in fact, been three cat legs, a rabbit leg, and pieces of an eel's spine. An eel? Yeah. Like where the vertebrae. Fuck did she get that vertebrae. From? I don't know. Like, she's in England. They have what? eels in England? I mean, is she near an ocean? No. I don't think so. That's so weird. Okay. Keep, yeah. Keep, I didn't know. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. okay. But anyway, yeah. Pieces of an eel for some reason. She claimed that after a miscarriage earlier August of that year, she had imagined a cat and it manifested in herself. I mean, the mind is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Howard was skeptical of Mary Toft, but went to give her a visit. 
She showed him some more animal parts from the night before, but after examining Mary himself, the surgeon found nothing. Not long after the first birth, Mary seemed to have given birth to more animal parts, and eventually, in front of John Howard, Mary Toft gave birth not to one, not to two, but to nine dead baby rabbits. Nine. Nine. No. Nine. Nine, I think. It was hard to tell. They never actually gave me an exact number of the specific night, but this was only the start. You know, when you said it was hard to tell, I was like, you were there. Like, <laughs> you know, I couldn't, I might have missed a few. <laughs> Who knows? There's a lot of dead baby rabbits. Dead babies. Rabbits. Howard preserved their bodies and sent out letters to all the well-known physicians in England at the time. He's like, hey, bros, what's up? How's it going? Haven't seen you in a long time. So, uh... <laughs> so I got this little situation down here, and, uh, you guys might want to come I was going to say, we're going to need a drink after this. <laughs> yeah. By, the by this time, Mary had become known as kind of like a local celebrity as news spread very fast in london at the time or england whatever she was she lived like right outside of uh, london even the king of england himself became curious and sent two of his men to investigate andre swiss a surgeon to the king and samuel mullen knew something i can't pronounce his last name secretary to the prince of wales Mary had been moved closer to Howard so he could keep an eye on her, and Andre and Samuel made their way to meet them. When they arrived, Mary immediately went into labor with her f 15th rabbit. So was it just one this time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, She. I think she, between the nine and the 15, she had a few more before oh, Andre okay. and Samuel showed up. Okay, okay. I, I From get what it. I understand, there was no exact numbers. It was concluded... By the two doctors that these bunnies did not develop in Mary's womb, but Andre was not convinced so. He was the secretary. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, he was a surgeon. I'm so confused now. Okay, Andre, who is a surgeon? <laughs> See, I, when I was writing out the notes, I, I know I wrote them properly. Are you sure? But in my <laughs> mind, I was like, because Andre isn't convinced, I was like, oh, what a dummy. He's just a secretary to the Prince of Wales. No, he's a surgeon, and he wasn't convinced that this woman didn't... Oh, my God. I get it now. I get I get the rest of the story now. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Andre wasn't convinced, so he thought that they were supernatural births. You know, the surgeon. And took samples back to the cane. The guy that, you know, he does surgeries on. Why did he do Hey, look what I got. Look at all these dead rabbits that came out of this woman. <laughs> the king sent a German doctor to see Mary, and he discovered that some of the rabbits had corn in the... Some of the rabbits had corn and hay in their systems, proven that Mary could not have birthed the rabbits. Ho ho. Ho 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 ho. We got you. Andre still wasn't convinced, you know, what? the surgeon. <laughs> no, she was obviously eating the hay and the corn to feed her, her unborn children. <laughs> Oh, man, this is crazy. Mary Toff's explanation for her strange births was that in April 1726, she had been working on in a field and was startled by a rabbit. She and another woman ran after it but could not catch it. They also failed to catch another rabbit that they had chased. That same night, she dreamt she was in a field and those two rabbits were in her lap. 
and awakened with a sick fit. Like, she woke up sick. Mm-hmm. Which lasted until morning. From that time, for above about three months, she had a constant and strong desire to eat rabbits. But being very poor, and she could not because it was very expensive. So basically, she was manifesting rabbits inside herself. Maternal impression, according to medical theory, was a phenomenon that explained the existence of birth defects and congenital disorders. The theory was that an emotional stimulus experienced by a pregnant woman, such as Mary's habit, rabbit dreams and her desire for rabbit meat, could influence the development of the fetus. Mental problems, such as depression or schizophrenia, were believed to be a manifestation of similar feelings in the mother. For instance, a woman who experienced great sadness whilst pregnant might imprint depressive tendencies onto the fetus she was carrying. Um, It had actually talked about the elephant man. Do you remember that? Yeah. Apparently there was a theory going around. Yeah, the theory that, like... While his mother was pregnant with him, she, like, upset an elephant or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mary was moved once again, and Andre called in Dr. James Douglas to have a look. He wanted someone to confirm his beliefs that Mary was not lying. But even Douglas said that it was a fraud. <laughs> That's a little fucked. Yeah. Also, if it was, so, like, if it was just a manifestation, why isn't it happening to more people? Yeah, Like, exactly. you know how many times I've dreamt of, like animals like why aren't i pregnant with one mm-hmm. i mean i'm glad i'm not yeah me but, too <laughs> but i'm just saying also i just feel like if you were growing rabbits inside of your room wouldn't like why are you giving birth to full grown rabbits yeah and they're dead yeah why not like the well the baby first ones that kind of well like the first beans? nine were like i guess they were like full grown baby rabbits right yeah but okay, like but they were weren't like, like Like, you know, like, um, my parents, when we lived in Maryland, we used to have rabbits and, you know, they multiply like crazy. Yeah. So I used to see like a lot of like, like recently born, like these just popped out of their mother rabbits and they're small and they're gross looking and they're pink and they have no hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think these ones. Yeah. So why, like if. It is a thing, and if they are growing inside of you, why aren't they coming out looking like that? I just feel like... Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyways. Andre, you're ridiculous. Yeah, honestly. So, between the 30th of November and the 3rd of December, opinion was divided among the medical men gathered with Mary. As Mary could no longer produce rabbits, but she continued to go into labor. She was also badly infected and had fits, which made her lose consciousness. Yeah. Obviously... Okay, I won't say the obvious. Yeah, I think you know why. Yeah. A porter was caught trying to care, trying to sneak a rabbit into Mary's room. He claimed that. Did I tell you guys that she was moved? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. He claimed that her sister-in-law Margaret Toft had. I can't believe I wrote sister-in-law, not sister-in-law. <laughs> Sis. <laughs> Sis, what's up? Her sis-in-law, Margaret Toft, you know, that girl, had asked him to fetch the smallest rabbit that he could find. Mary, after another birth that produced absolutely nothing, was taken into custody because they were onto her. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) They wanted her to confess the hoax. She went days without confessing until Sir Richard Manningham 
a well-known obstetrician, which is somebody who d- knows shit about childbirth and yeah. postpartum stuff, um, he threatened to perform a very painful surgery on her to see if she developed differently from other women. It was on the 7th of December that Toft admitted she had inserted dead rabbits into her vagina and then acted as if she were giving birth to them. Which is, you know, obviously why she has infections, because you can't just shove dead shit up there. <laughs> like, it's bad enough that freaking, oh, what's that, goop exists. So they're, like, telling you to put coffee up your vagina. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was up your ass. Oh, my God. Just don't do that, please. It was, yeah, it was up your anal cavity. Anyways, um, I get the vagina expands to give birth. I get it. I mean, but she, did, it's, she had three kids before, so. Yes, it, it happens. But the thing is, it goes back to its regular size. Also, it's meant to expand when you give birth, not to shove up dead rabbits. Oh, man. Like, how... Is that painful? Also, okay, so she shoves them up there. How did she, like, give birth? Like, how did... Was she able to just push and then I guess so. (sighs) Yeah. I like that she killed them first, or they just died first. Yeah. Can't have a live rabbit up there. No. (laughs) This whole thing is just so obscure. Like, this is disgusting, man. Why would you do that? That physically hurts me. I mean, I know why she did it, but why? Why, hon? Why? Out of all the things she could have done (laughs) for fame, notoriety. Yeah. So Mary Toft was charged with being a notorious and vile cheat. That was, yeah, that was her charge. I mean, I wish (laughs) I could charge people with that today. This was a time in Europe when things like freak shows were getting a lot of money. Parents would show off their conjoined twins or stillborn children, like the, obviously the dead bodies of a stillborn child because they're dead. (laughs) I don't know. Corpse, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, And other monstrosities. And Mary was not a well-off woman. She was an illiterate peasant, so she thought a scheme like this could bring in some extra money. She lived right outside the big city, being London, and likely witnessed many wonderful, exotic, and wealthy people, and desired a life like this. So, that's why she did it. Also, right before she confessed, Andre tried to publish a book to save his own tale, being like, Hey guys, this happened. Read my book. Wow, this is real. She, and she hadn't confessed yet. But then she confessed and totally, like, destroyed him and his reputation. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was oh, like, wow. I was like, oh, my God, Andre, just give it up, man. <laughs> like, even like, so, she said she lied. Why didn't he, like, run, well, I guess this is the 1700s. It's not like they can run, like, so many tests. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, it was her, John Howard, like, the first doctor, and, like, her family, her husband's mother or something and her her sister-in-law and stuff that all kind of conspired together to do this. Yeah. Did you have anything to add? It reminded me of the woman in the Philippines who was throwing up frogs. Well, that's the video that I found this about. Out oh, about Rainbot? In. Yeah. I See, I knew about this prior to that video. Okay, How? I didn't. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I don't know where I learned it from mm-hmm. or why. 
But, yeah. And I had heard the thing about the lady throwing up frogs. But, like, I don't know, I never looked much into it. Like, I, I think I saw it, on, like, on Facebook one time, and I mm-hmm. went, oh, that's weird, and then scrolled yeah, past. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I never... It just made me think of Harry Potter. And I was like, ugh. When he was, like, puking oh, on slugs. Yeah. And, um, like, I always kind of figured, I'm like, like, this is super either paranormal or super fake, but it's, like, weird either way. Yeah. And then, yeah, I watched that Rainbot video, and, like, that one paranormal guy who went in, he's like, uh, like, why aren't any of the frogs wet then if they're coming, like, out of her, like, mouth and abdomen? And I was like, you know, I would have never thought of that. That's like the first thing I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, I'm just, like, I remember being like, oh, that probably hurts. It's probably uncomfortable. I'm so glad I'm not you right now. Well, and that's the thing, like, she just had it in her hand. This woman actually shoved rabbits up her vagina. Like, yeah. oh my goodness gracious, lady. Well, she went to prison instead of getting fame, so. Ha ha. <laughs> no, we're talking about her on this podcast. Yeah. So happy Easter, everybody! I I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. These wholesome stories. Oh, but some things that uh, because of the rabbit thing that happened, uh, people stopped eating rabbit because <laughs> they all heard about the story and like obviously kind of lost their appetite. Hard stomach that after that. Yeah. And uh, medical field became a big joke in England because of freaking <laughs> Andre. <laughs> Andre, look what the look what you did. Because they're like, oh, you guys seriously think this woman birthed rabbits? Ha <laughs> ha! What kind of doctors are you? So, uh, like yeah. the whole manifestation thing kind of reminds me of The Secret. Yeah. <laughs> Manifest your dreams. Mm-hmm. If life were that easy. Mm-hmm. Manifest rabbits inside yourself. Yep. If that was the case, then I would manifest my child to be famous. Or rich. At least rich. Yeah, Richer so than me. <laughs> yeah. What would I manifest outside of, like, child? I don't know. Being so rich that I never have to work again? Yeah, right? That'd be nice. Manifest something naturally in your life? That would be fabulous. The secret? The secret. We were really into that in high school. Were we? Yeah. For like... I never actually read the book, though. Neither did I, but we were just like, oh, the secret. We just have to envision it and manifest. Like, we... Like, oh, yeah. That's pretty I much think all we were for says. like a month. Yeah, and yeah. then afterwards, we're like, moment. well, that didn't work. Yeah, we just kind of forgot about it. I mean, we, we have vision boards and stuff, but it's a little different. I get the idea behind it. Yeah. The whole, like, bigger things in the universe that make it happen in my opinion, is baloney. But the idea of having a focused uh, goal Mm -hmm. and how to get to that goal, definitely, probably very helpful. Well, it's like, I remember um, when I went to therapy as a teenager, my therapist would always say, you know, like, it's all about, like, she wasn't talking about the secret. She's like, you know, kind of like having a vision board and seeing your goals and working towards it. You know, like, our brain subconsciously does this or whatever. And I was like, like, the secret? <laughs> She's like, kind of, yeah, like, the secret. If you want to think about it well, in, like... the higher um, power, yeah. yeah. Well, she's like, if you want to think about it in, like, a meta- metaphysical kind of thing, like, all the power to you, but, like, psychologically, this is what happens, and she was explaining mm-hmm. it to me, and 
like I kind of got it more then, but yeah, I just remember the look on her face. She's like, yeah, <laughs> like the yeah. secret. Yeah. I don't know. The secret was such a big thing back then, though, like in the mid 2000s. Yeah, like my aunt. Well, my aunt's really big into self help books. I mm-hmm. hate self help books. Oh, I love them if they're not about God. Oh, yeah, that one. They always, like, end up being, like, about God. I'm like, no, this isn't what I want. I cannot read self-help books. To be honest, I don't think I've ever read one. I think I've tried. But the problem with me is that I feel like I need to follow the book to a T or else my life Mm -hmm. will never be, like, put together or anything. That's why I cannot read self-help books. Also, I don't know. I'm a bit weary about people who write them. Like, mm-hmm. the one guy who wrote, like, men are from Mars, women are from yeah. Venus or something. How he's, like, PhD, but, like, he doesn't. It was from a diploma mill. Oh, my God. That's yeah. messed up. And, like, that book was, like, so, so sexist. Mm-hmm. And then, like, also, like, that one book, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, like, mm-hmm. the author isn't, to be honest, like, he's just, like, this rich, cis, privileged white guy that I feel like I just don't think that your self-help book could add anything to my life. Yeah, that's how I felt about whatever one I was reading. You Are a Badass? Yeah, that one. And I I think that that podcast we were listening to of the self-help books, I think that they talked about it. They did. And they basically put into words everything that I was thinking. was like that she's privileged and well, that's like, what I feel about happened to her a lot of... She just lucked out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you're right. Honestly. About a lot of self-help books, and I I just feel like a lot of self-help books are like, like, you have to do it this way. Like, I did it, like, obviously they did it that way. They wrote a book about it. But I'm like, but I don't want to. <coughs> like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll write my own self-help book. Yeah, man. Like, how to boil spaghetti. That is helpful information. Indeed. I'd write a self-help book for, like, teenagers who have no idea what they're doing with their life. I'd be like, it's okay, dude. Just wait until the hormones stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, technically, I have read two self-help books. Uh, the Book of Awesome and The Book of Even More Awesome, because those are under self-help. That's true, Then I have as well. I mean, I never read them as, like, oh, this is going to help me. I'm just no. like, ooh, this is awesome. They were just entertainment. Cause yeah. They were, like, just little short tidbits, mm-hmm. like, kind of poetic-ish, but not quite. Creative. They were yeah. creative writing with, like, images and stuff and just about happy, awesome things and exactly what I needed to hear every day of my life in high school. I mean, understanding why it's mm-hmm. under self-help, but, like, yeah, I never saw them as self-help. Mm-hmm. I still think. use that, like, in lesson plans and stuff. Oh, do you? Yeah, I had this one class, and we had, like, some extra minutes, and I think it was a health class, so they were talking about, like, things to do with mental health and stuff, so, um, I got them to, like, write out, like, something that they think is awesome. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Email us things you find awesome. Yeah. What's something you find awesome, Sandy? Um, oh god, so much. Um, like putting on underwear right after they come out of the dryer. Yes, awesome. Oh, so awesome. Or like, there's this one point of the day 
that I personally find so awesome and it's like a summer day and it's been really hot outside. You've been outside all day, but finally the sun has set. It's cool outside. You walk inside to like this cold air conditioned house and you sit down and you're like, wow. Maybe it's just because like when I worked at Handy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got home and I'm like, oh man. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I like that that book, uh, Gets people thinking about enjoying the little things. Yeah. And how, like, I think the one I showed to the kids, because I had to find, like, a, a online picture really quickly, a snapshot from the book, because it, it was kind of hard to find, and I didn't actually have the book on me. But I think the one that I showed the kids was the one about the crunching of the leaves in the fall. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, the leaves crunch under your feet, mm-hmm. and the noise, and, like, you go out of your way just to crunch leaves, and, like, awesome. So. That's me with snow. Yeah. I like the crunchy snow. Yeah, crunchy snow. I like when it's the ice is just like it's warm enough that there's water underneath, but cold enough that there's ice on top. Yeah. And when you step on it, yeah, because it makes like crunch. It's like an ASMR yeah. type thing. Oh, completely. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Where the smell of like a barbecue. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so let us know what you think is awesome. We'll respond with other things we think are awesome. You can always send us a tweet at Woods Podcast. Yeah, and you can email us your awesome things, thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram that you can direct message us at the Woods Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. We hope you enjoyed your Easter, and we'll see you next time. Wait, hold up. Oh, Hold the phone. What? We have to give respects to our awesome music dude, oh, Jason right. I forgot about Shaw. Him. Sorry. Sorry, Jason. Running waters. And Thanks, now we'll Jason. see you next time. Yeah. Have Bye. a good Easter. Bye.